Think about his love, think about his goodness, think about his grace that's brought us through, or as high as the heavens above, so great is the measure of our Father's love. the measure of our Father's love. How could I forget His love? And how could I forget His mercy? He about his love. How would you measure God's love? How deep? How wide? How strong? How would you define something so enormous, so powerful? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God chose to define his love in person in the flesh, on a cross. Jesus said, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. God is passionate about you. God is for you. In these next few minutes we have together, listen for God's words. Listen for the way he would affirm his care and compassion for you. Let him teach you the height and depth and breadth of his great love.
how would you measure the power of God? In the first chapter of the first book of the Bible, we read, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God created light out of nothing. He lit the sun with a word. You've seen the effects of that day of creation every day of your life. The food that you eat ripened in the light of that sun. Each and every morning of your life has been marked by a sunrise. Whether you could see it or not, it was there. An all-powerful God with the authority to speak the universe into being created life. Your life. My life. If you put your hand over your chest, right now you would feel a heartbeat. God put that there. The evidence of God's power is all around you, even inside of you. God lit the sun with a word. He created the universe and all that is in it in five days, simply by speaking it into being. He created life, human life, in one day. Contrast that with what it would cost him to buy that life back from the destruction of sin. God didn't speak redemption into existence while sitting on his throne in heaven. Jesus removed his royal robes, laid aside his power. He left heaven and became a helpless infant in the arms of a young mother. He walked this earth for 33 years in the frailty of human flesh. He lived a perfect life. He created the entire universe in six days. He would spend three years speaking the words of life and truth. He was misunderstood, despised, rejected by the very ones he came to love. Still, this wasn't enough to buy back the lives of those he came to rescue. Jesus would be betrayed and beaten, and that wasn't enough. He would be nailed to a cross. That would not be enough. On that cross, the sins of the world, your sin, my sin, would be credited to him. At the moment our sin was placed on his shoulders, God the Father turned his face away. Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The perfect relationship Jesus had with the Father from eternity past was changed because my sin was there. Still, that wasn't enough. On the cross, with our sin on his shoulders, Jesus would say, it is finished. And he would bow his head and he would give up his spirit. His perfect life, given in place, in substitute, in payment for me and for you. Jesus would spend three days in the grave. Still, that wasn't enough. The redemption story doesn't end there because the grave didn't win. We serve a living God. Three days later, Jesus rose from the dead. He defeated death and sin. He bought us back. He gave us life that would never end. In my Bible, the creation story, the creation of the stars of heaven and the earth and all that is in it takes two pages, one sheet, front and back. The rest of this Bible is God reaching out to you, loving you at great personal cost and sacrifice. This page is all it took to bring the universe into being. The rest of this book is God saying, I love you and I want you in heaven with me for eternity. Do you understand how much you are loved? 
Do you understand how much you need Him? Have you experienced the goodness that He wants to lavish on you? Psalm 145 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and His tender mercies over all His works. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look expectantly to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is near to all who call upon Him, to all who call upon Him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear Him. He also will hear their cry and save them. just baptized on March 9th and became a member of the church family. Um, when I was 12 years old, my best friend was killed in a freak accident. He was nine. He was just about to turn 10. And when he died, people said things to me like, God needed another angel, or God wanted him back early because he was so wonderful. And that is the worst thing that you can say to a child. Because my brain took that and started running away with it and saying, okay, well, what if God wants me? What if God wants my little sister? What if God wants my parents? And by the time I was 15, I was suicidal because I wanted to be in control of when God was going to take me. And that was, in, that was my understanding of God, that at any moment he was going to pluck me up and I was gonna die in a horrible accident or in some you know, freak way like my friend had. I dealt with that pain and fear for 20 years until I learned the truth about who God is and how he really works. And I realize now that my friend's death was not a capricious act on God's part. It was not because God wanted him back early 
or because God randomly decided to cause devastation in people's lives, but because of the selfishness of the people involved in his death. Selfish decisions led to the accident in which he was killed. People were acting out of sin and greed, and a little boy died. And I, I have no fear of death now. God took that fear from me when I learned about him. My fear and my sadness are gone. I know the reality now and I know the hope of eternal life, which is what I think Easter is all about. So God is good. He took something that I have suffered with my whole life. And now I can use that in a way to trust and know where I'm going to be when my time here is over. Hi, my name is Bill Maynard. Um, in my life, God has done many things. He has guided me through things that I didn't even know that I was being guided through. Um, in 1986, I was going through a divorce with my wife, and I was struggling with that, so my brother asked me to come down to Atlanta, Georgia. So I went to Atlanta thinking it's a fresh start and I did need to get away because I was bitter, very bitter about it. And in the process of doing that, I ended up turning to drugs and alcohol. Um, it was a real dark time in my life and I actually wish it never happened because it led me down a really dark path. I found myself one night in a bar talking with a guy that I didn't even know about all kinds of stuff in my life and I asked him if he wanted to buy a gram of cocaine because I was selling cocaine. And it turns out that in the process of four hours of talking that he got to know me and he set his badge down on the bar and said, this is who I am, you know. And he looked right at me and said, Bill, you need to get out of this life. In the process of this, I went home and on my answering machine my mother had called me and told me that my grandparents were well my grandfather was becoming too much for her to handle my grandfather was a big man and um, she asked me to come home so I thought about it a little bit and thought about what that cop had said to me and 
I went home. I'd come down for breakfast and my parent and my grandparents would be sitting in the living room with their Bibles in their laps. And I just remember thinking to myself, there's got to be something to this. And it started to, I guess you'd call it festering in you that there was more to life than just existing, you know? So, and I'd been saved before and I knew about God and this was just one of those situations where he was just talking to me and telling me I needed to come back to him. And that even took a while, but I'm here. That cop letting me go was crazy. That was unbelievable. Jesus can calm any storm in your life. He can restore and renew all that has been lost and broken. God has promised in his word that all things work together for our good. So you see, we can trust him today with every aspect of our lives, even those we don't understand. So let's declare with faith in our hearts that God is good all the time. Oh, 
God is good. says my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you. Yes, he's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't, you can't get him off of your hand. You can't outlive him and you can't live without him. Well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. Yeah! That's my king. That's my king.
Will you bow with me in prayer? Father, what an amazing story. What an honor that we get to be a part of it. Lord Jesus, even the angels can't call you Redeemer because you shed your blood for us, people that you created. We get to call your Father our Father because of all that you paid. And we thank you. God, words do not say enough, but we praise you. We honor you. We give you glory. Thank you, God, that we have a hope in our hearts that's eternal. That a hope that doesn't depend on what we did or what we will do, but a hope that depends on what's already finished. Our salvation, bought and paid for, given freely. We thank you, God. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you. Praise be to your name. Amen.
to be seated so uh, uh, Lydia can uh, arms can rest here thank you sweetie for sharing for holding that crown up for us this morning and just reminding us that he is the king of kings and the lord of lords amen we're going to close with one final song here in just a moment but um, you know I just want to share with you this morning uh, there are many who may say that um, you know what we're talking about here this morning is a nice story it, it, you know it kind of is helpful for our lives in fact, some of you young people are in college right now, or maybe uh, some of you high schoolers that are going to be going to college for the next few years, you're, you're probably going to hear, hey, it's nice to go on break and go celebrate Easter with your family, but that whole Jesus thing and him rising from the grave, uh, that's just a bunch of garbage. Well, friends, i got to share with you this morning, if we're just getting together to share a feel-good story, we're kidding ourselves. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if Christ is not risen from the dead... If he did not die on that cross for our sins, if he did not truly rise from the dead, the Bible says our faith is worthless and we are still right now in our sins ready to be judged by God. But you know what the Bible says? That these are not cunningly devised fables that we've come up with. A bunch of us just didn't get together and decide that we'd come up with a nice story. And people 2,000 years ago didn't get together and say, hey, here's a nice story and and let's just kind of put it out there so people can have some hope in life. You know, the Bible says that they were eyewitnesses. And I want to share with you this morning, these people, I know these people that were standing up here, they are witnesses of His glory and His majesty. These people are sharing words, they're sharing songs that have been written, but they're really expressions of lives that they're living. Because you know what? They're people just like you and just like me. I look at every one of those faces this morning, and I can't help but see the hurts, and the challenges and the difficulties. I look at my own life. Friend, this morning, if you're here and you say, you know, I'm messed up. God, you know, I know you guys dress up real nice and y'all say some nice words, but, but I just don't know if God can help somebody like me. Well, let me just say this to you. If he can help somebody like me, he can help somebody like you. Every single one of us are sinners in need of the grace and forgiveness and mercy of God. And you know what? I hope you've heard loud and clear this morning. He created you so that you can have a relationship with Him. And He wants you to have that. And He's provided everything possible for you to have that. Thank God that Jesus came. Amen? Thank God that He died on that cross on Friday. Thank God that He rose again victorious. It's not a pretend story. It is for real. God is alive and He cares for you and for me. I want to ask you just to bow your heads with me for just a moment as we think about what God has spoken to our hearts about this morning, this resurrection Easter morning. Maybe you're here this morning and maybe you identify with, with Kathy's story this morning about needing hope, needing help, needing healing in your life this morning. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. And today you would just say, it's been right there before me all along. And I just, I never realized it or it just came together for me this morning as I heard the musical presentation or maybe you would just say, I've heard about Jesus, I've heard about the Bible, I've heard about God, but I didn't know He cared for me. I didn't know He wanted to be my Savior. I want to ask you this morning, if you're here, nobody else looking around, just me and you and the Lord, if you would say this morning, I want to receive His gift of salvation this morning, would you lift up your hand? Just anybody, anywhere across this room. I want to receive Christ. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Anybody else? 
I want to receive the Lord today, this Easter resurrection weekend. I want to lead you in a prayer where you can do that right now, just between you and God. But let me just lead you in a prayer where you could say that to him. You could say, you could say these words to him. You could say, Dear God, I thank you that I have heard the message loud and clear that you love me and that you want to come into my life to wash away my sins and be my Savior. And today, I surrender my life to you. I realize that you're the one that created me, and I give my life back to you. I ask you to come into my heart to wash away my sins and become the Lord of my life. I trust in you today, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you so much that the Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't say good people. It doesn't say religious people. It doesn't say church people. It doesn't say perfect people. It says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be rescued from our sins and receive a relationship with you. Next, I want to talk to that person here this morning who maybe you've given your life to Jesus. But God has just spoken in your heart. You know, I, I, I saw the program last night, but every time you see the Lord's work, God speaks to you in fresh ways. This morning, God just spoke to me in some meaningful ways to me about what he's done for me. Maybe God's spoken to you this morning. You're a follower of Jesus, but you would say, you know what? I need to get back on track. I need to ask God to help me to get refocused. I've forgotten what he did for me. And I'm thankful that he's faithful to me, that he's still my savior. But, but, but just like Bill, man, you know, this is, this is my day. It's just like that police officer putting that badge on the bar. That's what this program was for me. God is saying to me, Robbie, I'm speaking to you. God is saying to you, I'm speaking to you. Would you lift up your hand? You've given your life to Christ, but you would just say, God's speaking to my heart. I need to get refocused. I need to get my life back on track. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? I'm going to pray for you right now. Dear God, I thank you so much that you've reminded many this morning about your great love for them and what you've done for them. And Lord, what a difference you've made in their life. And you, you know how frail and how weak we are and how easily we get distracted. And so I thank you for getting us refocused today. But Father, I know as soon as I walk out these doors, I'll forget. And I'll get back off the path, Lord. So I need you to help me. And I pray for each person that's lifted up their hand and maybe many others who haven't. That, Lord, you would help them, Lord, to surrender their life in a fresh way to you. And, God, that you would give them the strength to follow through with that. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Are you glad you came to church today? Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to close with one final song, and I'm going to ask some of our men to come forward. We're going to do a couple of things as we close out the service. First of all, I want to share this with you. If you're a guest here this morning, we want you to know how very grateful we are that you came. We know there's a lot of different places you could have gone, a lot of different things you could do. We want to encourage you for the decision you made to come to church and worship God. And we love to know that we have first-time guests, and we send a gift out to people who are first-time guests. We promise we will not harass you, knock on your door every eight, eight days, or you know, put you on a mailing list that you don't want to be on or anything like that. But there's a card in the front of your seat, a white card called a communication card. On that card, you can let us know you're our guest today. If there's a decision you've made, if you say, I've trusted Christ, and, and I need to know what to do with that, uh, anything, pray for me, whatever it might be, you can write it on that card. 
the baskets are going to come by here in just a moment. You can put that card in the basket. Also, we're going to receive our offering. Our church family is going to worship through giving right now. Church family, just a quick reminder to you, you can still give your hope offering. You can put that in on the hope offering line, but also write your remaining commitment there at the top so we know that. So we want to do those things right now. Offer to the Lord our decisions the things that he's doing in our life, and also our church family is going to worship him through our giving as we have one final song, and then I'll come back to close us.
majesty, Lord of all, let every throne before him fall, and the King of kings, oh come adore, now God who reigns forevermore. Majesty, Kings and Lord of Lords, the kind of praise he deserves. Amen. Stand together with me.